it's the Page Avenue Crew Podcast. My name's Adam. What's up, y'all? This is your boy, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Hey, guys. What's up, y'all? I'm trying not to sexiness this week. Hey, man. How's it going? I mean, it's Jeff. <laughs> we just want to confuse people with our voices this week. Go ahead. Goathead. 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 I'm Ryan. What's up? Don't forget your leggings. <laughs> and guess who? We, we have a sweet, special guest. He's real pretty, and he has awesome hair and a nice beard, but you guys can't see him, but we can. His name's Skyler. Skyler Kroom from He Is Legend. Hi. Hi, buddy. He Is Legend. What a fucking legendary band, bro. Bloody legends. Hey, boys. How you been? Happy, happy to be here. Yeah. Haven't seen y'all in quite some time. Yeah, we toured together about 16 years ago or something. 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, you probably haven't seen some of these guys since then. I've hung out with you a couple times in the last few years when you come through St. Louis and such. But Yeah, the bowling alley and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I come to every one of your St. Louis shows like a fucking fan. So <laughs> you see me. Like a stupid fucking fan. Well, you're, you're a good homie, so that's, that's nice of you to do that. It is nice that you have at least one fan. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Adam. <laughs> Boom. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. I like that. That was, <laughs> that was that's my kind of humor right there. The office humor is that's my number one show of all time. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people's number one show of all time. <laughs> Stanley, you're fat. Boom, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> Stanley, you're fat. Hey, you know what my favorite show is right now? That is filming season two already. That you know pretty well, up close and personal. What's that? The Righteous Gemstones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. It's really funny. It's a fucking great show. I love it. Yeah, I got I got a lot of friends working on that show. I was uh They're just now filming season two. Yeah. It's been a weird year, man. Did you hear about the pandemic? Are you familiar? <laughs> There's a virus? Nah. Here in the States? It's weird. It didn't make it here, did it? <laughs> Come on. You guys are pulling my leg. Yeah, but there's other shows that like that show came out forever ago. It did. So you I was gonna ask you what you've been doing, but I half know the answer. So tell the other half and tell the people. You've been working on TV and movies and shit, and you you know some folks that work on that show, and what's been going on? Um, yeah, I've been uh, set dressing on a TV show, and uh, some of the crew that I work with works on that show, and um, there's just a lot of film in Wilmington. It used to be a lot, and there's it's actually coming back now, so that's been fun. It's a fun job, you know. What TV set- show? Yeah, can, can you say what show it is? I think I can say. Uh, it's called... Is it Friends? It's Friends. Yeah, it's Friends. It's, it's called Seinfeld 2. Um, it's a completely nice. different cast. It's just another guy named Seinfeld. Um, Gary Seinfeld. Gary Seinfeld. Um, no, it's called This Country. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm fine to say that. It's, uh, it's a Fox TV show that's going to be... Um, airing in the spring, I believe. Nice. Oh, dope. It's it's based on a BBC show of the same name, sort of of the Office style mockumentary kind of jam. Sick. So sweet. Nice. I've seen some of the BBC show, and it's it's pretty funny. And what I saw on set was pretty funny. Nice, tight, tight. But, but yeah, I mean, I working like set dressing is just a it's just a you know you're moving furniture and putting you know changing light bulbs and and uh yeah moving couches like you know putting hanging pictures and putting salt shakers on tables and fluffing uh, the actors fluffing the actors <laughs> yeah getting that dick ready <laughs> but yeah I, I uh i've I've done that in the past when we weren't touring and um i got fluffing i got asked to yeah 
fluffing. Right. Um, <laughs> I've, I've done, uh, done the set dressing, like art department work. I've done props and stuff like that in the past when we weren't on tour. And so it was a blessing to be able to jump back in on this last little project, hoping to get more in the future. That's Dude, tight. that's dope. But yeah, yeah Righteous Gemstones is, is uh, it's filmed in um, Charleston, South Carolina. And I've got a really good friend that actually the um, the DP on that show was on the first show I ever worked well, I'm way back when. So, yeah, it's a small, small film community on the East Coast, but it's it's cool. That's weird. I wouldn't think that Wilmington would have that kind of thing going on. But, you know, what do I know? Wilmington had Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill and the movie Firestarter and Under the Dome. What, like a Stephen King show was filmed here. Firestarter with, with Drew Barrymore? Yeah, Firestarter. The Ninja Turtles was filmed here. Super Mario what? Brothers was filmed here. What? Wait, wait, wait. Ninja, Ninja Turtles yeah. was filmed there? 1990 Ninja Turtles? Yeah, yeah. The original Ninja Turtles. The Crow was filmed here. What? Uh, Brandon Lee died here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yo, when you told me about this shit several months <laughs> ago, you said it used to be called Hollywood East. Yeah. I had never heard any of that shit. Ever. Hollywood East, yeah. No, I mean, huh. I, everyone's heard about, you know, Atlanta, Vancouver. I've... I mean, other than, uh, what's his name? Kenny Powers? What's the cat's name? Uh, that's his legal name, yes. <laughs> other, yeah, Kenny Powers. Yeah, other than that, that dude. <laughs> that's his, what's his Christian name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> da- Danny McBride. Danny, Kenny yeah, yeah, Powers Danny McBride. McBride, yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that that was, Wilmington was such a, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, you can you can look up the film history. Blue Velvet was one of them. My girlfriend's yelling Blue Velvet from the other Blue room. Velvet! Uh, Don't forget yeah. that one! Yeah. Sell some blue. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a huge film history here in this town. So um, And and coming back in a major way. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Did a Sell some Blue commercial? <laughs> sell some blue? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that fucking Sell some Blue commercial, man. That's my shit. <laughs> sell some I Blue. Man, they did all the Sell some Blue commercials here, man. Oh. And it was just like, it's a dynasty. It's just crazy. <laughs> I get every Selson Blue commercial they do in Wilmington, man. I've been, uh, been working those for years, man. It's been a blessing. My hair is spotless. It's is a dynasty. Hair? I don't even know what it is. I think it's a shampoo or something, it's a, right? It's a dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the dangerous shampoo. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I can tell. It's, it's doing wonders for your hair. It's yeah, well, uh, it's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. You put it on the beard, too? A little, a little, I comb through. I do the comb through with the Selsun Blue. That, they call it the comb through with the Selsun Blue. It's a product. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've oh, been man. a little campaign. I've been, I've been uh, trying, every person with a beard since the pandemic started, I've been trying to convince, because you got, you and Josh were talking about your, your mask beard woes before this started. I want to see somebody shave out just the mask shape out of their beard. Mm. So when you're wearing it, it's like, oh, you still got that beard, but under, underneath, <laughs> smooth skin. Just nothing there. You should grow yeah. yours out and do that. Yeah, it'll work out great. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, it, but it started bothering me on, like, on set. You have to wear it's. That's one of the th- cool things about working in film is like an industry where you kind of get a litmus test for how entertainment's going to be run um, with post-COVID um, or, you know, during COVID. I, yeah. I don't think music would ever 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 be able like rock venues will never adhere to such standards that i've seen it's gonna it's gonna be an insane thing to see um how they do that you know i mean i'm like on on 
I, I would imagine most film sets you get tested um like the one I was on two times a week and wow. and uh you know even even if you're not working and if you are around people that that uh test positive then you're quarantined and it's you know how are you going to do that with with rock and roll it doesn't <laughs> I don't know it seems like a weird thing unless everybody is just vaccinated I guess yeah. but not to bring that all to a weird, weird level real quick. No, we talk but. about the shit all the time. No, that's pretty much the only way. That's the only way that rock music's going to work. Dude, that, did everybody hear that clip of uh, Tom Cruise going off on somebody on set who came through without a mask? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was right for doing so. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I kind of, I, I know it was an asshole, but I thought what he said was true. And, and I mean, if anybody's going to set the precedent, precedent for who's, you know, how stuff's going to be run on a Tom Cruise movie, that's, that's yeah. going to be the first, you know, the actors should be the most mad. Cause it's like, you know, it, it's their livelihood and their name as yeah. well. But well, I mean like even beyond that, like I think the, the crew members should adhere to it more because I mean, the actors are for the most part, the big ones are there's, they don't have to do anything really. Well, they're the only ones that are taking their masks off too. You well, know? Yeah, like, beyond that, like, like the, like the financially speaking, like they don't, really have to do much like somebody like tom right. cruise he doesn't have to make that movie right, but yeah, yeah and that was kind of his point right but like those crew members and like all those people and stuff like they need that paycheck yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. why yeah. not adhere to it i thought i thought the way that he did it was a bit aggressive but like whatever everything every word he yeah. spoke was like to the point like this is what needs to happen i thought it was yeah. the right thing to say yeah and I'll, and ultimately it comes down to like insurance i would imagine is the is the biggest thing that they you know mm -hmm. they can't afford to to let people get sick and lose yeah. days and lose yeah, money yeah. and you know that goes that's from the you know top paid actor to the lowest paid you know no paid P, pa mm -hmm. you know so um yeah, it's a it's a weird. It was a weird thing to witness and easy thing to do. You know, you just wear a mask and wash your hands and don't get up in anybody's face. But also, there are times when you do have to work closely with other people. You know, it's just a it's a it's a different situation altogether. It's, it's it was interesting to watch. You know, because I just I couldn't. I'm watching it from a a rocker standpoint. You know, and I haven't played a show in a year. And I'm seeing this other industry that's running and working and, 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 you know, being, you know, at least proficient and just kind of watching it from my standpoint of like, how is this going to work for me and, and what my friends do? And because we were the first ones caught off the road, you know, and the, we'll be the last ones yep. let back out. Yep. So it's just a weird, it's a weird thing to, to think about and imagine how it's going to happen, you know? I remember the beginning of pandemic, I saw these suits like this. It was like this sketch of these kids hanging out in these full on, like almost cyberpunk latex <laughs> full body suits that had holes yeah. for drinks. And like, you know, like they had their clothes on, but it was this like body <laughs> condom. And I was just like, is that where we're going to have to be? You, you know, know, raves or raves so or fucking whatever they're called now are opening first and everybody's going to be wearing that shit. Like what's his name in the gemstones, the dude who uh, used to be a Satanist. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. goes back to the thing and he's in the full red bodysuit with just his dick sticking out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> can't catch COVID through the dick, man. And they have him in the thing and they're calling him the baby. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's opening up first. Yo, we, we haven't really talked about like the pandemic and COVID so much on this podcast, but 
I wonder if it's... Yeah, I don't like to talk well, about it either. It's no, such a I, bummer. It, it is, but I, I like actually really real. appreciate hearing you talk about it. <laughs> and um, I'm just curious if you kind of had the same thing going on that, that we've had. Like, you know, being out of work, mostly out of work as musicians, you know, as rockers, like you said. Yeah. Living in the middle of the country, it's the first time it's ever really been advantageous. Like... It's only it's it's been it's literally the first time as it relates to like the music industry I'm, and just like our job and what we do that I've been like I'm so fucking thankful I don't live in L.A. or New York or one of these places. Oh where, yeah. I mean, you imagine being in Manhattan and stuck in a 200 square foot apartment for a fucking year, or in L.A. where like you you, you yeah can't fucking go anywhere or do anything because it's like the regulations are so over the top and there's and like, with the rent live in where, those cities yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's where i'm going uh and you know your rent in a normal apartment in la is 2800 dollars a month dude my house payment isn't even i have a fucking pretty nice house and it's cheaper than a one-bedroom apartment in la you know so i so yeah. it's like the first time that all of us have really been like damn the midwest is kind of the spot to weather the storm we've been able to skeet by keep bills paid, keep mortgages paid, keep kids fed and all that shit because we live here. If I lived in Manhattan or New yeah, York, yeah. anywhere, L.A. So do you, I, I guess it's, it's been the same for you where you are, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky to to have a house that I that I have been in for like 13 years now yeah. and, and I'm, I'm pretty secure here. And, and other than just doing little upgrades and that makes us happy and we're, we've just been chill. I think we've found a really nice place in quarantine to kind of, yeah. I don't know. I don't know a lot of, I don't know a lot of dudes that I know you guys had your fair share off the road um, and, and didn't do a ton of touring, you know, in the last however many years, yeah. but like, I don't know a lot of guys that were road dogs that were, not itching for an, an amount of time off, you know, I mean, now a year later, I'm like, I would love to be on the road, yeah. but, um, I think there were a lot of people that just got this amount of time at home just to, to find a piece of themselves. And I think a lot of people handled that well, and a lot of people did it. And, you know, it's a weird, situation for people like us who tra traveled all our lives and to be immediately just like pump the brakes and and stop and then figure out where where what life is gonna be for the next you know that was scary at the beginning you, everyone was terrified we were watching the world you know coming home off of a tour that got canceled in the middle or you know right at the tail end and driving home just not understanding you know, everything was up in the air and it felt really, uh, it just felt, um, uncertain still feels a little uncertain even to this day, like over a year later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do no, I'm not saying that I didn't learn a lot of things about myself that I really, I feel proud about and that I found a really good thing in the time that we had, you know, off the road Yeah, man. and, you know, just spending time with family and, and, you know, just making my house a better nest, you know, those are, yeah. those are all very positive things. Yeah. We, we, we slowed down on our touring on purpose way before this. And then all of a sudden it's like, what now we can't fucking do it at all. Hold on. That's not, we didn't want to go that hard. <laughs> we didn't want a whole year off, but didn't we saw you on that tour that we were on and we, we, I think, and we came through yeah. either that one or the one right before that. And we, when we were at the, 
at the uh, bowling alley, we were like, we should do another tour and talking yeah. about like, you know, like, I remember us just standing there and being like, why wouldn't we? And we were like, yeah, yeah at least do, you know, at least do like, you know, a couple of legs, the East Coast and the West Coast, and then yep. hit, you know, the the major mid Midwest markets and we were like, you know, all the things that we had discussed, it's like, you look about a year in the future and you're like, we could make this happen. It's easy to to do when you're friends with bands. Um, you yeah. know, when you're, when you're homies and you want to tour together, it's easy to put together. And then it yeah. was just like, Oh, yeah. we got a, like an entire year to, to like, forget about those ideas. Yeah. You know? it's like, yeah. yeah. And then, and then there, <laughs> there were so many things that were announced that you knew just probably weren't going to happen. And, or and and even still like we don't know for certain that we've announced a couple shows and we we're really really hopeful and and uh you know fingers and toes crossed that they that they happen but do do we know for certain i mean nobody knows what's gonna happen yeah yeah Yeah. we have we have three shows that like we've rescheduled three times now yeah like take for here just just in St. Louis three shows in a row like at like a couple smaller venues and like we normally play here and they've been rescheduled three times and they're in August and we're still kind of like uh, I hope when you reschedule it. them put us on them <laughs> all right all right <laughs> it's we like we, it's like we hope they happen yeah yeah like, yeah I mean that's all you can do I mean I think it, and I've I've battled with things like that like with the band when we talk we're like do do we want to announce this because is it going to happen and is it wise to announce and we're basically just like oh well they're gonna announce it anyway so we're we're not gonna say we're not gonna play it just because of the things you know so it's that's where we kind of sit with those things like we hell yeah we hope they we hope the show goes on you know well hell my, yeah we do my thing like here with us is like I want to play shows, but I don't, especially here in St. Louis, I don't want to play a show in St. Louis to like 35% capacity. Yeah. It's, it's pointless yeah, yeah, to yeah. us. Like here in St. Louis, like we want those shows to like go off and like to like a more than half empty room just because of like protocols. It's just not going to be the same for our kind of show. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. And you in know, terms so, of what you think about like you projecting what's going to be what it's going to be like in August for us, like, it, what is it, second week of August or whatever that they're rescheduled for? Like, yeah, we're going to be pretty close to most of, like, the country being vaccinated, people who, who want to and are willing, but does that necessarily mean that a thousand keep, people can be shoulder to shoulder sweating on each other, breathing right in each other's fucking mouths? Like, right. probably not. <laughs> right, right. And, I mean, it's like, man. I mean, also, is it on the venue or is it on us if, like, you know, like a more efficient like rapid testing like you know like they you know a bunch you know we listen i listen to a bunch of like podcasts with comedians and stuff and they do like testing before shows you know and stuff like that granted it's not a thousand people it's 200 100 but whatever like is it on they're not as not as big as us yeah you know what i'm saying (laughs) nobody is 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 it not is it on the promoter is it on the venue is it on us to like pay for like the testing you know what i mean all that stuff like like what what happens like is that like an option or whatever i don't i don't know yeah i I don't i don't imagine that that's even something that people are figuring out yet i mean maybe somebody's thinking about it but then it's like i know 
um, Live Nation, some big venue company bought, was a Farm Aid just bought a bunch of venues or something like that? I don't know. I, I, I just read that L- L.A. is opening up for indoor concerts and stuff, but I don't know that, like, the rules and stipulations on that. Like, indoor, like a cello like, performance we, with a capacity no, of No, like, full-on 12, concerts. Like six people. Bands, all the stuff. But, like, I don't know what the rules are on... Yeah what it means to open up for indoor venues. Yeah, it changes so quickly. You know, it's like in a month from now, you know, things will be totally different again, but maybe worse, maybe better, most likely better, but nobody knows. All we can do is keep saying, yeah, we want to do this. People think that like, like people always uh, bitch at us about like, do you guys fucking cancel and you reschedule again? It's like, we can't, we're not in control of this shit, yeah. man. Like you are we, on we the earth with us, right? The show. It's not our fucking fault, dude. Like we want to like, be there. We would love to play this fucking show, but I don't think it's possible right you now. You would imagine that uh, it would be on, maybe on the part of the band if, you know, because Smash Mouth played fucking Sturgis, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, like, yeah. maybe it's it's like a venue-to-venue basis, you know, because I can't imagine there's a ton of people in, like, like at the rock shop at Flint, Michigan that are going to be, like, either A, down with the vaccine or want to wear masks. I mean, not calling out that place in general. But, yeah, I mean, you have that. You, I mean, <laughs> you have, you you'll, have, you'll never play there again, Skyler. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, but I, I'm thinking of places in general where it's the people that, like, ru- like go there and run the place are just, like, hard-rocking motherfuckers that yeah. you know, like— Regardless of their politics, they they probably are just like too badass to do <laughs> yeah, either yeah. thing. So yeah. they're they might be too badass to get COVID. You, <laughs> yeah, and you could you could very well be right. Punch it right in the face. You <laughs> could be right. I'm sure there are people that are that, like Trump was too badass to get COVID. He got you know he he. <laughs> Dude, remember when he came out all jacked up on roids? Like I feel great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, signing all these papers. There is like, there's probably like a small population of people that are just immune to it. Like, yeah, just, yeah, I'm sure. Like anything, like yeah. naturally, just won't get it. Well, the plan isn't the plan for us, like for enough people to get vaccinated, so that the vaccine allows us to have herd immunity, and, yeah. and then the people who like get it won't, you know, won't get it as bad. And then slowly, yeah. it'll it'll just kind of become like the flu, just another thing that you get that you might live from or you might die from. Yeah, but it's really up in the air whether as to whether that will work because the vaccine was rolled out so quickly, and we don't have the kind of like. You mean nobody uh, can tell the future? So we can't tell the future. That's first, ah, and then maybe uh, you can't because. Because it is so different, you know, the, and it's a newer virus than other things we have vaccines for. We don't know if we're going to reach herd immunity without fully vaccinating the whole population because we don't know, like, we don't have enough data to see if it's still transmissible enough, even with vaccinations, to get to the, the percentage of people who just straight up have said they will not get it. They will not vaccinate. And then, Which is a large with, percentage of people. Yeah, and then with all this time for it to mutate, it's more... It's mutating more than it would have if we would have had our shit together. So maybe it become, becomes endemic, and every year we get a vaccine. You get it along with your flu vaccine. And fucking, who, dude, we could have a whole other year on top of this shit if if we don't act right. Yeah, I mean, being in North Carolina, we're like what's known as a purple state. And there's, you know, there's the where the colleges are basically are blue. And then right. all the rural places are red, basically. And there's a lot of 
you so you see all kinds everywhere and i'm in a tourist community at the beach here so it's just the gambit you know you see you see the whole thing and um i i say that i'm hopeful i mean working in a bar as well and seeing the kind of people that would that just were des are desperate to to socialize and to and to party and um you know to that have been doing it throughout the the entire year you know i mean like it's uh I don't, I don't know i think it kind of it changed a lot of people like this whole this is a lot of people have changed for the better and a lot of people have changed for the for the worse out of this and and to very two different extremes you know dude i just heard a study about that you know it wasn't necessarily talking about like long-term change of lifestyle or anything but how people reacted to the lockdown not the pandemic itself but the, like the lockdown introverts versus extroverts and for a lot of introverts who, you know, having to go out into even like their workplace and be in like an office office environment, things like that, it's just, it clashes with their personality or it causes actual anxiety. All of those people were just stoked. Like they actually reported being happier and then, you know, the opposite for, for extroverts. So it's interesting, especially thinking about musicians and how we're that weird balance of the two a lot of times, you know? 100%. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's, uh, I, you know, seeing, seeing people who either go down the, the weird rabbit hole of like being alone and, and not really being able to handle it and, and looking to, you know, other avenues for friendship or other avenues to feel like a sense of community, especially if you didn't have one, you know I mean? Because, the road for a lot of musicians is, is, is all, all that we had, you know, like it was, it was the venue and the, in your fans. And a lot of people took that hard. I would imagine just like any other thing, a lot of people loved it. Like, I mean, you know, Adam, our guitar player, Adam, he, he loves playing music and loves playing shows, but he doesn't, he doesn't like to interact, you know, yeah. he's like, he's like, <laughs> He doesn't want to talk to many to people unless you know you get it. He's a one-on-one guy. He's a yeah. one-on-one he's not, kind he, of guy. He doesn't even necessarily come in and go, "Hey guys, what's up? Hey, it's me, Adam." <laughs> no, he's not, hey, what's up, guy? He's the, he's the where'd booze go? Two, 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 two things real quick. One, Adam, uh, rewind five minutes. I agree with everything you said, but, but fuck I you. think I think wrong, in a couple months from now, the world's gonna be fucking open. My oyster. I think uh, you know, I'll be the seven trillionth person to fucking repeat the Roaring Twenty shit, but I think we're months away from people just fucking in the streets and there being like fucking party time. And I'll do it right now. Rock shows being bigger than they've ever fucking been. Maybe not a couple months, maybe six months. But either way, we're yeah. gonna wake up tomorrow and the world's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be fucking party time. Our shows are gonna be better than they've ever been. It's gonna be Dude, bananas. I, it's, it's going to be bananas. Things are going to be yeah. fucking spectacular. Restaurants are going to be overflowing with Cats fucking people. Cats and dogs living together. Mass <laughs> hysteria. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be... I think people will come around on the vaccine. Those that don't... Uh, I, I, I think just it's just going to... We're going to hit that them. herd immunity. I think it's, I think it's going to be 20... <laughs> the back half of 2021 and 2022 are going to be like the fucking... It's I hope, be you, I hope fucking, you're right. It's going to be glory. And number two... Uh, 
where you guys were talking about, like, or Adam, you were talking about the different, like, the dichotomy, dichotomy between dichotomy. Like, the two different, dichotomy, two different, like, personality types and like all that shit. When this first started, the first couple weeks, I was so fucking stoked. Like, Same. I, dude, I don't know what I was like. I felt this weird fucking sense of like, uh, this weird, just fucking animalistic kind of like caveman protectiveness over my fucking family. I was like, I'm going to just load up on fucking groceries. I'm going to cook every night. I'm going to like, just like make my house, my fucking zone. And I'm just going to chill out here and we'll make a bunch of fucking spears and booby traps for the predator to not get me and hide in the mud. No, for real. Like a certain (laughs) kind of version of that where I was kind of excited. Just like, this is like, this is kind of like a movie playing out. And I have this morbid kind of excitement with just like survival, you know? Yeah. I can't explain it. With we did the same. Yeah. We, we we built a garden. You know, we yeah, had like yeah, a little yeah. garden. We grew some food. We and it, yeah. it was funny today. Just before coming on the the podcast, I was out there. Um, you know, just like getting the getting things ready. I got bought some tomato plants. I'm gonna transplant. Just like yeah. like getting back into that mode of like if it were not if it weren't for quarantine and me being afraid of not being able to eat food without growing it myself like i literally was i was buying yeah. books and trying yeah. to learn how to you know like yeah. overnight horticultural like yeah guy. and yeah. i mean yeah. i'm telling you know but, but but and it worked and then i grew a few cu- cucumbers you know and i, fucking, <laughs> I had a arugula i had arugula coming out of my ears <laughs> nice well like, i like the thing about like the cave and my family like it was like as cheesy as it sounds like we did we had like movie night like every fucking single night we were camping out in my living room maybe we made fires every night uh it's like in lots of like room. board games like fires more, in the lots room. of board games like we just did we just like during dinner we'd draw like just shit you just never fucking do you know like uh i would take my kids and uh we'd sit on the roof and just watch i'd like i have a a little fucking boy who's seven who's insane and i'd probably get the police called on me if someone wa- like i we, we just watched the sunset from on top of the roof like there's literally a hundred things that we just did that we'd never done before as a family that we were just like all right we're trapped here like let's just let's just rethink about like we're literally gonna rethink how we live and if people think it's weird fuck them like that's just, beautiful ryan i like it was that. Fun. dude it was beautiful but then i'll tell you a couple a couple months into it Dude, I get the fucking kids out of here. Get them out of here. <laughs> no, it's, no, 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 no. It's not even that. It's it's not that. Uh, my kids are my fucking life, dude. But it's not even that. Like, I just missed human inter- interaction because uh, I can be kind of an introvert. Like, I can just sit here and make music and forget that the rest of the world even exists. You know. Uh, but goddamn, dude, I really missed people really fucking bad. I've never talked to my neighbors. Like, this is the positive shit that's gonna come out of this. Like, I've never talked to my neighbors. As much as in, I've lived in my house almost 17 years, and I've talked to my neighbors more this last year than I have all 17 fucking combined. My mailman, my fucking trash man, everyone in my neighborhood. Uh, I talked to my neighbor behind Hello, the neighbor, neighbor behind me. I talked to him today for. <laughs> Sodi Discord is running wild with this one. There, there's going to be all kinds of memes. For a fucking half hour, I talked to my neighbor behind me about fucking lumber. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the beauty of it, dude. Like I think I, I lumber, man. You definitely find yourself in extended conversations. Maybe I'm just like a, a, a hopeless kind of fucking optimist, but I, I feel like people are going to have such a profound, newfound appreciation for like Fun human glory. contact. Because like, dude, when you touch another person, there's like a flood of fucking ke- oxytocin, dopamine. Like, Sperm. Literally, and- we are social animals. And just touching other people, a hug, a handshake, any of that stuff, it releases a flood of chemicals in your body that we're like evolved 
Like we're social fucking animals, dude. And I, I'm I, gonna I, be okay with not touching people for though. I think I'm okay. I'm, I'm gonna be okay with like the stop and chat at the grocery store. I'm good with that yeah. being yeah. not a thing anymore. I'm good with like not hugging people that you see in public. Like I'm, I'm you know, everybody. like just you're 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 gonna you're gonna be there. I'm hugging everybody. I'm and gonna dude, hug you because if I see you, I'm gonna hug I'll you. I'll make hug hug exceptions. You know, for also that's for how you, that's how you keep your immune system strong. Is like being in contact with other bacteria and all this shit. Like that's one hundred percent. I I use. I just told you, Dan. I've said. I said I just started carrying around my own microphone and my own. Yeah. My own uh, mic stand. Yeah, that shit's gross. Like on the last tour or two, but before that, for twenty some years, I was using yeah. the house mic. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and like four yeah. bands have spit on it before you that night. Oh. That's a little different. Like it's shaking rough. a hand is nothing like. Yeah, yeah. That's you holding a mic that four people have spit it. That's making out with four for, people for two hours. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah that's fucked up. shaking hands. But everyone, I'm just gonna give somebody like the throat chop. <laughs> That's probably you could probably suck a dick and get less germs than yeah. from that microphone. But yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you're you're putting it in kids' mouths yeah. Yeah. while yeah. while yeah. you're on stage. Scream as hard as you can yeah. and spit on this so everybody I can go back. Spit back in, in the screen. I'm gonna right. put it back in my. Do we mouth. get everybody? Like, yeah. Okay, we got a sample from everyone. Okay, <laughs> it's like the drink. blood of Christ at Catholic Church. It's like here, drink. <laughs> yeah. Forty-five yeah, people yeah, yeah. drink the same cup. Yeah. You ever you ever smell the inside of your own now? Like I mean, when I would take the take the screen off and you just you get a yeah. little whiff of that i'm like i'm a disgusting person man it smells like a corpse dude <laughs> yeah um, smells like a hoof <laughs> <laughs> i know i just went on a huge long tangent but my no i like it though i, I think my, i think my, you're right if someone does Shit's about to be great. At least someone goes on a tangent. Yeah, at least someone likes it. <laughs> at, least, at least someone, at least likes, someone it. likes it. <laughs> no, I agree. I, no, I totally agree, though. Hey, I, I think everybody something. everybody found a little piece of themselves during the quarantine situation. And, like, you know, those who didn't, then uh, maybe they'll have a better luck next. I found pieces of other people <laughs> in my freezer. I found a little pieces of other people around Us this quarantine. fellas. We know we, we, we're, we're adaptable, and we, we have gone from living in vans to living in a car to living in a bigger yeah. vehicle and we're so used to like changing our whole fucking lives in in a month period that this yeah. you know doesn't affect i mean it still affects us in different ways but but it takes uh, it's longer, not as dude. traumatizing for, for guys like us it affects us. that fucking that that bank account <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah the monetarily uh, monetarily it fully uh, for sure does but but, but uh, and, and for us the motherfucker for us was that you know uh 20 minutes ago we were talking about how like we you know we stopped touring a a bunch um literally right before covid it was like go time we signed to new management yeah we had uh we're on deck to record a new record booking shows booking festivals it was like fucking go time for story of the year yeah like like more emphasis on story of the year than like first record like page avenue time you know and then that's the motherfucker for us it's like finally it was like all right it's it's full it's time to make story of the year full time it's go time and then this shit hit you know Let's just pretend that we did, like, all crazy shit all year. Just nobody saw it. Like I was saying uh, about my big tangent, I, I, I think in no time it's going to be fucking Earth is going to be it's gonna be go time. I Dude, really I think people that. are going to wild the fuck out for sure. But I'm when I think about the shows in August, um, I wonder, will, will it be irresponsible for us, regardless of what everyone's actually doing? Will I feel standing on stage like an irresponsible piece of shit being like the science focused person you know that i am like am i going to be like this is dumb this is bad well that's essentially why we we had a um 
a live stream kind of scheduled and then uh had some 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 things you know we were i don't really want to like say it because we're still kind of planning it but anyway we had some people involved and um they have children and it was right around like november around thanksgiving time when the cdc was saying don't gather don't gather and Mm -hmm. we were all talking about like yeah we're being told not to gather and then i'm trying to get the band and other people together to film this thing um so i felt exactly like what you were saying adam like it like very irresponsible and just constantly questioning was that a bad idea not wanting to be the guy to make the call if everyone else felt like it wasn't a bad idea you know because that is the thing with being in a band you're you're a democracy usually and you have to you know you're everyone weighs in on their situations and so it, that was a scary point and obviously we we had to to postpone for that but the same thing with with these like especially if it's a show that you are throwing and you are headlining are yes am i being irresponsible by having a gathering right now because you are the yeah. ones holding the gathering it is a it, it is a, a, a tough thing to to ask yourself you know especially well, because you're like six yeah in august it could be like you said right like it's just like the skies could open up and everybody could just be like naked in the street but well the reason the re- i want to be the, naked the, too i'm gonna do it right now the reason i say that is because granted you know keep in mind like it's not lost on i'm acutely aware that we live in a super fucking red middle of the country state right whoa, whoa, whoa. and a Missouri's lot of people red? are like a lot of people Looks here is like, fuck, that, fuck the vaccine, fuck science. I care about me and yeah. no one else. Yeah. Yeah. People like that but, everywhere. But, yeah. but I, and maybe I'm a little, um, maybe it's a little naive, maybe it's a little overly optimistic, but I do genuinely believe every day that goes by, A, a lot of those people will go, a lot of the people that have been like, oh, I, I had COVID eight months ago, are, I think they're going to like, the science is, you, you can't fucking hide from science. And I think they're going to realize, like, oh, shit, I'm not going to have antibodies forever. You know? Yeah. That's going to happen. And B, every day that goes by, people are seeing more and more that the fucking vaccines, it's like, dude, li- listen to your doctors. Listen to the smartest fucking people on the, worth, on the world, uh, on the planet. Literally, all of them say the vaccine's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, every- exactly. But you know, but you know that there's, there are still people paid. that are just going to not. Yeah, the anti-vax movement is fucking strong and I, real I get stupid. That. I get it's that, really stupid think, and really huge. Like, but I think that every. My point is, I think that as time goes on, I, I think. I mean, how's their tuberculosis? How's polio working out for them? I haven't got the measles yeah, once. Exactly. So. We, we do that. That's the thing. We have the luxury. I cut you. I cut you off, Ryan. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm drunk. I'm just saying. I think people. I think people are gonna. Um, I'll just shut up. I think people are going to, like, get with the program. I think they're going to, like, I hope so, realize man. that. Yeah, I, I hope I so, too. So. I think so, too, man. I, I think so, and I, I think especially once the people that have already had it realize that, like, oh, shit, I'm not, fuck, I don't have antibodies for life, you know? Like, three to six months, seven months, whatever. Uh, I think the people are going to, that shit's going to fucking, people are going to get anti-vax coat fucking fatigue, and I think it's, I think it's going to be great. Those I people, I think, like, their best bet is just get out. <laughs> just get out. Yeah. Uh it's war is over if you want it. it nothing nothing is gonna ultimately like eliminate the fucking foil hat wearing fucking anti-expertise anti-science fucking whatever you want to call them but maybe this is a good thing for like actually trusting science and medical professionals and the people that have kept us 
fucking alive for like yeah, yeah. vaccines have been saving millions of lives for a fucking hundred years and fuck you we, i won't do what you tell me we we've had called raging against the machine bro we've Duh. had the uh we've had the luxury of having time to just be like no i don't want to do that anymore because we've eliminated th- eliminated things like polio and fucking even measles and mumps and all that shit it wasn't it hasn't been a big deal in our lifetime and then it starts to come back in the past 10 years because of fucking jenny mccarthy and dipshits like that spreading this idea of like the anti-vax movement and maybe it takes something like this to fucking shake everybody, shake some sense into everybody, you know? Look, man, I don't, I don't trust science, but I trust technology where my phone tells me the news. <laughs> yeah. Science is not fake. science. Whatever Apple yeah, news yeah. tells me that is fact. But also, I mean, like, dude, there are those one in a million cases where, you know, someone has a fucking super crazy weird reaction to a vaccine or some shit like that because of some pre-existing condition. Uh, the shit, random weird shit fucking happens. But 99.99999% of the time, the vaccine will fucking save your life and your neighbor's life and everyone's life. It's it, But we know that as as people who've, who've done the research, you know, but the, the real problem is that disinformation now exists in such a, in such a vacuum. And, and the, where the people that believe that they're staying in these communities that are going to be an echo chamber for what they believe. So it's not like us saying that, or your listeners hearing this really are going to, you know, they, they buy it there, you know, because I'd like to think that we're all, you know, we're all educated men and women and we like to, you know, stay abreast of what's going on and believe that science is real and yada, yada, yada. But, but there are people out there that, are being lied to on purpose and they don't know that they're being lied to. And they think that what they believe in is so true and so fundamentally wrong. Um, and, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's sad because it's like living in constant fear. You know, I mean, it seems like these loops that these people get in that are, uh, you know, that are terrible for their own mental like help and understanding because it's like paranoia based and it's, it's fear based. And it's, it's, it's all about, um, I, I actually, I mean, who knows why it's done or, you know, why disinformation exists other than, you know, just out of pure evil, (laughs) but like there, you know, people, people believe some pretty fucking crazy things right now. And it's in a major way, like, it's I think it's it's bigger than it's than it's been in a very long time because propaganda can be spread on the internet easier than it's ever been you know before yeah. before that it was you know pamphlets on on cars and whatnot yeah the pace is too mm-hmm. fast to to really get a handle on and like like you said the echo chamber of social media cre- creates literally creates different mental realities for different yeah. groups of people My algorithm is of, of course is like you know all all the way that i believe you know i mean and that's what i see i see the news that i chose for myself so i mean i know that i'm in this this like synthetic world when i'm re when i'm looking at my news because i do believe that all news is all mainstream media is 
lies. You know, I believe that it's all bullshit. And but I but I, I I choose the bullshit that that fits my narrative better than the bullshit that say uh, my neighbor who flies a Trump flag might choose. You know, and I yeah. know that to be fact. Yep. So, and he knows that to be fact. So he knows that we're not going to ever be able to get out of that loop. So we'll talk about lawnmowers and not talk about <laughs> the fucking president. Yeah yeah. 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 But what's, but what's, but here's also, this is also truth. If you and your neighbor that flies the Trump flag, right? If you took that neighbor and said, all right, no politics. We're going to literally, we're not, we could talk about anything in the world, but not, but not politics. Right. What's your favorite TV show? What do you? What are your hopes and aspirations? What What do you want for your children? Right. Yada yada yada. You can be done all day. Yeah, all day. Long. All day, and you guys will be fucking friends. Uh, you might not be best friends, but you'll get along as human beings, and that's the fucking toxicity and the fucking poison of politics. Right. The shit makes you a not clear thinker. It's a fucking corrosive, and it makes people. It it it. You live in this like fucking fog of misinformation that. We're, we're that we're way more divided than we fucking really are. Yeah. Yeah. Just as just as the people who believe far out right wing conspiracies and whatnot, I you know like I, I believe that the left does the same, and we're you know it's, it's the same side of both coins. And once yeah, yeah. you if you can step away and just kind of get away from all of that and just you know like not worry yourself so much with the news like it really is a brighter yeah dude your life is so much brighter like and i mean i and for me obviously i'm sure it's different for other people but like uh, like i think uh, i i don't know i'm 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 happier kind of ignoring that whole situation or not ignoring it and just paying attention to what i need to pay attention to Mm -hmm. and and not living in like a news junkie territory it's just dude like i knew that was kind of a bad spot for me for a while and obviously with the times and what was going on six months ago like there was a lot not saying that i that we should ever stop fighting for injustices but you know it times were very 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 tense yeah yeah uh, we we were feeling it really hard here and uh um i'm just i'm just happy that that we uh i don't know like you said brighter days ahead and that things feel it it feel you know spring has kind of brought this this Mm -hmm. good feeling and i hope that kind of translates to everybody's mental and physical that def- that's definitely part of it because it happened last year. In the summer, everything was looking better yeah. and better, and then it got cold again, and everything was like, oh, fuck. Dude, the, this, dude, it's all the still happening. Darkest fucking winter of my life. Yeah. I know that. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, we went down a rabbit hole of COVID. No, 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 no. no. I'm, just, I'm just happy Bill Gates is tracking me. Yeah, you got your chip, my right? My point with your, the thing about your neighbor is that. I got Windows 10 uploaded in me now. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get Windows 97. My thing about your neighbor is that I, I, I do really think that. Most people are really fucking decent and really good. Oh, yes. Um, I think this is the best time to be alive. It's the most peaceful time in human nature or in human history. Mm. Yeah. yeah. This is the best time to be alive, for sure. <laughs> this is the most peaceful time. Right now is the most peaceful time in human history. I think since, like, the dawn of agriculture, yes. I think this is the best time, the safest time, the, the, the least crime, the least poverty I think this is the best time in human history to be alive, uh, even during a pandemic. I do. On the I scale, believe that. On the scale of like a couple of decades, you're for sure absolutely like factually correct. Because you look at like the – you look at an, the, uh, the entirety of human history and it's this mm-hmm. steady progression upward. 
better, you know, less poverty, more, less suffering. Like if you just want to cover everything, but it's, it's peaks and valleys as you go up. We happen to have been in a valley the past several years, but nonetheless, we are, we're on that upward trajectory. The macro. Yeah. Like for sure. And my my point is that I think that, uh, (laughs) the world being connected the way it is, I think it makes people feel more divided they are than they are. I think 99% of people are fucking great and beautiful and awesome, and they want the exact same things. I agree yeah. with that, and I agree with that attitude, and that attitude is what makes that <laughs> world go round, baby. That's how yeah. we get yeah. to that point. Yeah, man. You're right. So, so shit's going to be good. We just got to keep weathering the storm for a little bit, and it's going to be good. And those people that I think a lot of those people are going to come around. Granted, I've definitely been known to be a little over the optimistic, but... I, I can see it, man. Like a lot of those people will come around, and I think it's—I think we're going to be fucking golden. I really do. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm definitely hopeful for the future, and I'm—I'm I'm hopeful to get out there and play some shows with you, oh dudes. Yep, he is legend. Yeah. Story of the year, to Hugh, uh, world takeover. 20, 2026 or whatever. Tectonic. Remember <laughs> <laughs> when we did those like five Tectonic or six takeover. shows? And it was you guys, us, Every Time I Die, and From First to Last. Yes. There were yeah. like five shows we did. Yeah. That was, that was uh, when, when... Yeah, uh, let's talk about Adam our touring like, days. Tour was stories. Yeah. That was crazy. Those were like nine or ten crazy, crazy shows. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, you were spitting on people. <laughs> no, Adam was. <laughs> yeah, your Adam spit on our Adam on the side of the stage. That's a great story. I've told this story on the podcast before already, and I t- like every time we talk, I, I get drunk and I retell it like an, like my old ass mom who retells stories every time she's drunk. Uh, <laughs> but it was the first night you guys were on tour with us. Hold on, what, what we was the, the first the tour stage. you guys did with us? Was that the first one you guys did with us, or did that's already no, no, no? It was a funeral for a friend, funeral for a friend in Berlin, right? In yeah, the wake, it, yeah, it was the first tour for in the wake, yeah. That's right. And we okay. were, we had become fans of you guys. Phil showed us your first album, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, this is pretty fucking sick. I can get into these dudes." Um, and we brought you out, and literally the first night we were watching you on the side of the stage. I don't know who was there standing standing there with me, but I was standing there. We were on stage left on Adam's side, and the breakdown was about to happen. And Adam did wait, that thing. Wait, which one? He does <laughs> the breakdown? I don't. I think they have a couple. <laughs> So a breakdown was about to happen. <laughs> yes. Um, and Adam uh, was about to settle into like the, you know, I got a big thick ass neck with a bunch of tattoos and I'm about to drop this riff on that ass <laughs> kind of position. <laughs> and he looks over at me and goes <laughs> and hawks a loogie and spits it directly at me and it hit me on the shirt. Like, oh my god! We hadn't and even met yet. We had it was the first we, night of the tour. We hadn't even met. We hadn't even said and hi to each other I yet. Oh my god! And I, dude, was that in Oklahoma or Omaha? Uh, yeah, I think so. That like dome, maybe. Club. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. weird dome thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, That's amazing. <laughs> I just like laughed in like giddy like from like the like the dime bag Pantera part of my brain was just like holy shit right. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not i'm not I even mean, remotely yeah. mad i'm i'm so impressed that like we did a lot of spit i fucking love this band yeah. yeah i don't even know if he purposely tried to spit on you i think maybe he was just spitting no, in our direction right and just eye and spit directly <laughs> at me dude everywhere dude yeah. it was so i remember we we looked at each other like what the fuck that's amazing 
Like, cause you know, we yeah. cause, you Maddie know. actually got a, he got an email one time from a kid who was like threatening to sue because he got spit on. <laughs> and we were like, Whoa, because we, I mean, we would spit. It was just like constant spit. Yeah. All yeah. 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 We, were, we were disgusting. Now that could be a real offense. Now you're yeah, really trying to kill assault. somebody by spitting on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Skyler, we, there was a, there was a, um, I guess it was our second DVD. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, we quote you. To this day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on TV. Is this going to be on TV? Yeah. It's going to be on TV. I, I got all these we'll... tapes, man. Y'all got, y'all got those tapes? Yeah, yeah. Y'all got new tapes? Yeah. Hey, y'all still, y'all got enough tape? I remember, I remember y'all, you guys like filming all that. I thought it was so cool. I, I was so inspired by the, your work ethic and like, just like your act, like you guys could fucking do backflips and shit. And I was, we were, we were so blown away as a, as a young man watching what you guys did and then um just being grateful to be on tour with you guys because i mean that that's like those were our hate those are the heydays for us those are our yeah. where, where we cut our teeth you know and and uh we i don't think we i don't think we'd ever been on anything as big as that at that moment so we were just like so every night we were so stoked i mean there was the most those were the most fun shows ever just and what was what do we do like two Two, two full tours and then we did that one weird run yeah, yeah. um that first one that first one was really big because that was like our first tour on the, in the wake of termination and we were like as big as we've ever been at that point like that was a big tour that was, was big so tour. cool i mean i don't think we had ever been on on a tour with a band with a bus before so we were like we had two buses we just and just a like, truck this and is crazy shit. yeah 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 <laughs> and, you're, and the little and the the walkway the little little ramps yeah, yeah. Guys yeah. Had. we were just like this is the yeah. pr- most pro shit i've ever seen <laughs> yeah, just so you know, we yeah, lost all the money. All of it. Yeah, we didn't well, end up making a lot on that, but yeah. My my favorite, I, we, I think we played Pops, and uh, my favorite memory was playing Pops, and I think all of us grabbed, like, broomsticks and, like, mops and shit and came and, like, headbanged on one of the last songs or something like that, or all just headbanging with, a, with, like, fake guitar, air guitar, and it was rad. Dude, uh, we quickly, like, like I said, we, we knew your band from you know prior we brought you out because we thought your band was fucking dope but um i remember having a conversation with matt like maybe at the pageant because yeah because it was a home show and it was just like we were all just super drunk and it was popping off and it was awesome and like you know arms around each other kind of thing like and he's like dude thank you so much blah blah blah. i never would have thought that a band like you would would give a fuck about a band like us and i was like dude it's the exact same essentially like you know like i remember hearing you guys and you were uh we were genre adjacent but you guys were like this like awesome swampy version of like you know a lot of things that we wanted to be with our band um swampy right just swampy swampy and i was like dude i I never would have expected you guys to give a fuck about a band like us so we immediately had this like mutual admiration kind of thing and that has carried on to this day well you know? also we 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 started off basically both both our bands going like y'all like pantera oh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. you like pantera all right so well cool all right well what was cool about those tours is like you know throughout our career you get like the email from the booking agent that's like uh, you know for a headlining tour it's like hey uh you should take this band for this political reason or for this strategic reason you should take this band because their manager could owe you a favor for this or there's all these like kind of political reasons and stuff like that. Like you it's it's a testament to you guys because you guys wound up on those tours because you're you guys are just fucking sweet. There's no politics. 
You know what I'm saying? There's no politics. There's no, like, fav There's no, we, hey, uh, my, man, we owe Frankie Sharp a yeah. fucking... Uh, uh, we owe, yeah, we owe, we owe him a, uh, a favor. We owe their manager a favor. Just you guys got to suck it up and take this band out. It was like you guys got that shit because you're fucking awesome, and you Thank guys you, just man. had that thing, you know. So that, you. that well, we, that's what that's why we, it's cool. We also felt like I mean, I I still think to when the wake of Desertion was like with like such a badass sounding record, and it had so much raw like grit that I don't think a lot of people. Like maybe maybe your I know your fans knew it, but we you know we saw this this grittier side of you guys that it, like what you said you know like the you guys had the pop sensibility that we kind of wanted on the side, and then we had the grit that you guys wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know we, we we were it was a good team, but we but we learned so much from watching you guys work. You didn't think the symbol sounded weird? <laughs> I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say anything about the symbols, but uh, shit. Look, man, I, all I listen to on records are symbols. That's the first thing I go for. <laughs> How crisp is that? Oh, songs are good. Crisp, yeah. I want it. I don't care about Song, the songs are good. That hi hat though. It's fucking symbols. You said something super uh, key about. You thought it was cool that we filmed shit and like the work ethic and stuff like that. Um, we, I appreciate what you said about in the wake and stuff, but I think we all became pretty self-aware, like pretty aware that we got what we got and are where we are. Like, I'm not fucking Dimebag Daryl, you know? Like, we're not like this, we're not, you know, we're not fucking Dream Theater or some shit like that, you know? Like, uh, a lot of our success is due to just outworking people. And just yeah, be yeah but you're a fucking right. You're a fucking rock and roll band, and you guys worked your asses off and got where you got. You know, I mean, that, yeah. and that's that. The determination that it takes to do that is like, you know, some bands have it and some bands don't. That's another thing about quarantine and and what's gone on throughout this whole year. I think it may have separated the men from the boys as to who like, you know, who's going to continue and who's going to come out of this and, and, and strive and what kind of art is going to come out of this because, you know, um, not, not so much turmoil, but, but the, what just happened to everyone in the world was crazy and, and you can draw inspiration from that. So, I mean, I think a lot of cool things are going to come out of what has just happened over the last years and, or of the last year. And I think that, uh, I mean, I know you guys are in on that and I know that he is legends in on that. And I think that, you know, when, when we come out, there's going to be such a surge of, of music, you know, it's going to be a, just a wave of like good times. So that's going to be, um, it's going to be a nice thing to see. I wholeheartedly agree, dude. Um, writing music has been like fucking medicine for me over this shit, dude. Like it's been straight up, not it's more more than work more than just like i hope you put a record out it's been straight up fucking medicine man and i i can't i just can't wait for it to see the light of day and people to hear it you know i actually That's quit awesome. the band <laughs> i quit i quit the band i just did it tonight uh i'm, I'm announcing so, my departure i, I, I actually I quit, I quit a year ago i'm just saying <laughs> you later yeah josh hasn't been in the band for a year he just wants to be in a, on a podcast <laughs> I just do the podcast. I'm not really feeling the band thing anymore, but I love podcasts. <laughs> the band, like he is legend and story of the year. We're, we're we just love to play music. We're gonna do it either way. And uh, this this kind of this kind of setback through the whole year is like it's not gonna make us stop playing music, but no way. You know, it, it affects what we can and can't do. But of course, you know, we're always gonna 
be the but guys it's all, we are. It's been really cool to see people, how innovative people have been with music too. You know, the things that have been happening, live streams and the things that bands are kind of relying on, you know, um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed watching it. They, not all of them have been, been great, but it's been cool to see just people like, you know, working to, to keep their fans with them, you know, doing, yeah. doing things to keep, keep fans with them. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the more and more, the closer we get to the finish line and we're like, oh man, we're chomping at the bit to get to shows. And like, it's going to be this crazy release Yep. Yeah, dude. Of sorts. Fuck yeah. Dude, going back to like uh touring and shit like that and, and and kind of like being inspired by each other. I've had this conversation with Adam Tambaus a, a few times and with you for sure. In the early days, especially like again, like I was like instantly like a fucking super fan of your band. I mean, I, I thought you guys were good and then I met you and then I watched you. I was like, I fuck I fucking love this band. And I love these dudes and I was just fully invested. But our tour manager at the time, Chad, was like, what the fuck are these guys doing? You know, about you guys, you know, you guys were just like, you were like a mess. And I thought it was awesome. We were always a mess. I mean, <laughs> up until the last two or three records, we like really turned our uh, turned our game around. And, and um, I, I, I think I equate a lot of that to to when our our friend Sam was in the band. He was, he played drums on, um, heavy fruit and few. Um, but, uh, he, he was, um, he went to college for jazz. He just had a, a different kind of work ethic when it came to rehearsal. And then it was all kind of instilled in, in the guys to where they would do strings rehearsals and they started doing just strings. And then, and then they would, they would do um, full, full band jams and stuff and just staying tight. And that that's been implemented now for quite a while. I mean, that was just like when we started showing up to shows on time and, you know, like paying attention to, (laughs) you know, how long the drive times were between each shows and just trying to be professional and show up and, and uh, do our jobs because uh, for a while before we took a little hiatus, you know, we were just jaded and fucking, you know, rockers and drinking too much and partying too hard. And we didn't really have tour manager and we didn't really, you know, we were driving ourselves. So, we just, you know, you, you basically self-medicate your 24 seven existence in the van with <laughs> people you may or may not like from day to day. So, but there was, I mean, yes, there, there you need a good balance of all these things, but there was something magical about your oh, 100%. I would never vibe. fucking, yeah, I would never take it back. And I don't think, I don't think much has changed. I mean, we were just, you no, know, no. we, we had this, this like, we prided ourselves on being, or, or maybe I should say I prided myself on being this drunken, like buffoon with a bunch of badass ripping fucking guitar players and drummers, you know, or drummer. And, you know, I, that was, that was what the band was kind of based on, not not necessarily a caricature of myself, but I was be I was that person, you know, just like yeah. like just being a, a crazy wasteoid, <laughs> and maybe that was a you know a, a bad look for me for for a while, and I got you know I got a reputation no, of sorts. It, but you go on stage and it's like 
you, yeah, you are not a caricature of yourself, but you're like extreme you. And it's just like, God damn it. He's so fucking cool. And I, you know, I, I like, uh, cause to go with my other statement is, uh, the last couple times I saw you, you guys have really gotten way fucking better as like a band musically and, and just tightness, like you're saying. Um, cause it really surprised me the last couple times I saw you guys, I was like, God damn, they're fucking amazing now. And you guys are always good, but you know, you're a way better band now, but you just got it all now. Kind of, you got, you figured it out over the years, you know, more. Yeah. And there's, a, there's a certain amount of, you know, like you're putting your tour boots on, you know, once you've played yeah. like, you know, I think, I think we've always said it's been four shows pretty much to get your boots on. And then yeah. you're, then you're, then you can coast for two months. You know, you're just like, <laughs> I got this, but yeah. it takes that, the, those first few shows to kind of get in. But, and we would do that, you know, when, when we were younger, we would rehearse one time before we went on tour. Like we would be like, yeah, yeah we got yeah. it. And then, and then we would still be like, ah, oh, well, we, uh, if we, if we don't mess up anytime, we don't have to play. I am Hollywood. And we'll just play it on the day. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was like, we, you know, we didn't mess up. So we don't have to play it. That's until the day I die. We rarely want to practice until the day I die. We've played it enough. Some songs just suck, you know. Some <laughs> I mean, songs suck. It needs a crowd. You don't want to play it for each other. It's like, we know the song. Yeah. It's yeah. like, the, the like everybody's saying it. That song. Us? Yeah. Do we, yeah. Do we That's sing all it? you have to do. Yeah. It is weird when we do, when we rehearse before shit. Like it is weird playing certain songs until the day I die. Feels to this day feels extremely weird to play alone when we're just in a yeah. room together. And because because you need the energy of the crowd. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. much interaction. Well, it's in like it's like we don't need to play it. <laughs> Like ever, <laughs> if we don't know it by now, then yeah, there's something wrong. It's like, with this. It's like what Dime said on, "You want my job, boy? You want my job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we don't, we, I'm not singing that song. If we're playing it anyway. I'm not singing it. Like, the kids yeah. will sing the song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kids love to sing the song. They they would rather sing the song. Yeah, they don't want me to sing it at all. They just want Especially to sing it. Especially the banger. The, there's one banger that the kids would rather sing than have you sing. Yeah. If yeah. you're not pointing yep. the mic at them, they're like, "Why do you fucking put the mic at us?" Yeah, that singer sang oh. half that damn song, man. I'm pissed. <laughs> Dude, uh, I think what's fucking dope, what I love about having guests on this podcast, and I can tell just by hearing the way you talk about your band and talk, just, I, I can tell, like, you fucking down to your skeleton. You just love it, and you can't wait to do it again. And, like, the way I process that, I just, I see that as, like, that's a legitimate motherfucker. That's the real deal. That's someone who loves it for the right reasons. And um, I don't know. I had this moment. It, it was so weird. Last night, I, it was like the sun was going down. It was like 60 degrees. You guys are talking about spring weather. Spring weather. Mm. I driving to my car, my wife and I had the windows down, 60 degrees. And for whatever reason, I was like, I'm just going to jam some, like, some of this shit. Like some of our peers, like some of the stuff that was big, like right when Scre Screamo kind of... Dude, I was like put on a... Like, fucking Taking Back Sunday, some Saves a Day, like, even, like, the used and shit. Like, all this, like, 2003 to 2005. Yeah. And, like, I was, for real, all I wanted to do, every fucking hair on my body, every fucking cell in my body, I just want to play a fucking show because music, it changed my whole day just for 20 minutes listening to this music with driving my car with the windows down. Like, literally my entire day was changed just because of this music. And I just, like, I think throughout the whole quarantine, it was the most I've ever wanted to just have a guitar in my hands and just be on fucking stage. And I just, like, loved the genre. I loved all this music. I loved everything. Like, everything just came together yesterday in this one fucking moment, and I was just like, I literally have the fucking best life in the entire world, and I have the fucking best job, and I, and I can't wait, you know? 
a Coheed and Cambria song came on the other day, um, yesterday, and me and my girlfriend were just like, we had this moment where we looked at each other and we were just like, it, it, it was it was just the the like preamble to the chorus and it didn't hit that bye bye beautiful part so we were both just like what like where's the song and it was <laughs> i was like on a video or something but yeah that that genre whatever screamo whatever you want to call it but like yeah the use taking back sunday all those things when they come on they just it's almost like ska it's like for for people our age it's like you can't not yeah. be happy you yeah. kind of get you yeah. it's like you want to be mad at it because it's so bubblegum, but like <laughs> it's so good like my chemical romance i was mad at it i was mad at it for years adam and i had a plan to start a pantera sounding band and have you to be our singer <laughs> like we were so mad at it like we were so fucking mad about it like for a long time and now I'm yeah. in full circle. Yeah, you I can't just, de- there's certain it. things you it. can't deny. I mean, I I'm I've always been a fan of pop music, you know, so I've like I've I'll always like give things a whirl like the you know, I listen to Bieber and Beyoncé and I like hip hop yeah, yeah. and shitty yeah, stuff yeah. like that and or not shitty. I mean, I like genuinely like hip hop, but I uh you know, I have these things that that I'll listen to throughout but uh that era, just the things that we grew up blasting. I think one of the first things I remember, one of the first albums that like really became a road record for us when we were first started touring, and it might have been around the same times, was that Jimmy World Bleed America, like oh, that pop, yeah, dude. that oh, is yeah. so poppy and so good, yeah. but like that got played a lot in oh, our that, in our van that touring our, days. That was a mm-hmm. that was a van mm-hmm. CD for us for fucking. I remember. Finch, because there was yep. that band Finch that was uh, on Drive Through. They they told us about that record. I think like when we first met. No, they didn't. Well, they they because t- it wasn't out yet. Because first of all, they, it, that hey, record was that not tape. out. They didn't tell us about Jimmy Eat World in general. I got that tape because Mark Trombino did the record and they had just done their record with him too. And they're like, dude, this yeah, yeah. this fucking this, this record's gonna this. come out and it's fucking so good. And they were listening to it before because oh. they had the advanced copy. And I just always remember that. Yeah. We know you like hey, Jimmy World hey, before everybody on, else, Josh. On. Real cool. Do you want me to get real on you, real honest with you? <laughs> yes. That record came out before we even moved to California and saw Finch. Bleed American? Yep. Want to know why I know how? I don't know. Because when I was well, no, it's when we we were Big Blue Monkey still, and we played with them at the Galaxy. So yeah, it's before we moved. But I yeah. went to I went I went to Disney with my now wife right after she graduated high school, and I bought it out there the day it came out. Yeah, they yeah we knew Finch already though. Like they had told us yeah. about this before. Skyler's very impressed. Yeah, yeah. Very look guys, impressed. I saw Jimmy World in front of two hundred people in St. Louis. Give me some credit. <laughs> Suck one. <laughs> I'm uh, emo as fuck. I cry all the time. Uh, I can't stop. I'm sad right now. <laughs> my, my, so so yeah. So hey, anyway, fuck that record. You know what I'm saying? No, fuck you. <laughs> go out, go out and get in your car right now. When it's between 60 and 70 degrees at sunset, roll down your windows and listen to "Cute Without the E." Oh yeah, that and, song. And then follow it with "Until the Day I Die." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so my my point is is yep, the feeling that time. I had. I just had this fucking feeling that I know you can relate to. I went, I, it was one of those times where it just fucking gobsmacked me. Like, I've done this for people. I've done, like, wait, 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 stuff I, I've done, the feeling I have right now, I've given that to lots of other people, you know? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I know that I can, my point is I can tell just by the way you talk about that shit and the way you're, you're just vibe and everything that, that you're the kind of dude that 
kind of feels those same feels and you can yeah kind of it's, a, it's, it's important I, I i said to my to my girlfriend yesterday we we were our you know yeah it was yesterday that i was like i have not played a show in over a year and it, she was like how does that feel and i was like i don't know how i mean i i cannot explain how it feels um like shit there's nothing there's nothing's the same you know i mean like even even recording you know and writing music and being with the guys in the practice spaces and there's no there's nothing is the same as being in front of a crowd and like being able to connect with your fans and that for bands like us who do you know like we we are a smaller band so we so we are at the bar with our fans a lot and we you know a lot of the venues we play don't have green rooms so we're just out in in the open and we like that you know we like partying with our fans and talking to people we've been friends with for for decades so it's like a it's 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 another strange thing to think about but it's also like like that's what we live for is is being there in front of those people and playing for those people and and, 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 you know, that's some people wait, you know, six months just to, to do that one thing, you know, for, for one band. So, or, and now they've waited over a year for, yep. for, for that opportunity to see any of their favorite bands. So, yep. You've, you've done that for people like you have, there's people on planet earth. Like I'm driving, listening to cute without the E at sunset. And I just feel like every feel you could feel. Yeah, you, the, you've written music. The leaves done. blow, and you watch. You know, yeah, you, you watch it. Yeah. And you go, yeah, yeah. I, but I'm, like I'm, you've I'm done, you've done you. that. You've written songs that other people have been in their car and listened to, and just been like, "Fuck, this yeah. is my shit." Yeah, that's, my a, shit. That's, a, that's a blessing. It's a blessing. yeah. I'm those I mean, people. Great, in any way, you know that you that can a, you can really affect like. Especially like we've always we've always been very, very proud that bands dug our band. You know that was kind of our our biggest. I think if if he is legend had a legacy, it was that we've always had other bands that dug that dug us and like gave us a hand. And you guys are definitely at the top of that list. Um, and just people that helped us out. And when and that was you know in the days where you could just say. I want to take this band on tour and not have it be about politics. You know, like that was like the last bit of that, that existed was, you know, we felt that from you guys definitely from, from first to last as well. And, and every time I die and those bands that, that ended up helping us out, kill switch to taking us out. But we were always very, very proud that, that bands that we looked up to actually dug us. Like that was kind of our, our biggest crowning achievement. Dude. And and so thank you again for the, the the kind words. I mean, we really I, we really do appreciate that from the bottom of our heart, dude. It's interesting to me. I I don't know how other bands that you guys have relationships with or other bands that are like fans of you guys see it, but I know for me, it's like it's it's different and hard to think about it. What it's like from your perspective? Like I think about a band like Glassjaw that on Warp Tour, every single fucking band member that could fit on that stage that was also on the tour was on that stage every day that they played. And they had such an influence on the whole genre, which most fans of our genre and like our, our kind of generation, I guess, of bands don't realize. Like I talked to, I like, I work with fans of super fans of our band that don't know Glassjaw, don't get Glassjaw. Like my wife's uh, little sister, even like young, younger, you know, her little brother who, uh, who are super into like the warp tour scene and shit like that, who have no fucking idea about them and how much influence they had. But you guys are like 
a different version of that where you were really good to start and you've just gotten better over time. So you've gained like more and more respect over time and you, you've become such a band's band, but not in like an early, like unsung heroes influential way, but more like an admiration of your peers thing. Like, dude, do you guys know about this fucking other band that's been just getting better all these years kind of thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this making that's, sense? Th- yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I, 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 I think every record that we put out is better than the last in my own personal opinion. I know yeah. everybody doesn't feel that way, but I think most artists feel that way. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. their, their, their newest work is their best, but I, I can say with confidence that Adam, Matt and Jesse, like, from white bat to what's being written now they continue to grow and and their innovation continues to inspire me and and you know the the way that we work together is always going to be you know our format is is you know not unlike i'm sure a lot of other people's that you guys may have a different one or but the way that we've always worked together and the, the things that we produce um, even now with Jesse being such a, you know, he's like one of my fastest friends and he's one of the coolest, most funny dudes I've ever met. And he brings this young energy and this, this new thought process and this new understanding for technology that we don't obtain. And still doesn't wear a shirt as one should not behind the drums for your band. <laughs> Definitely looks, you know, more like Steve than anyone else I've ever met, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh yeah they're they're really good friends too like it's 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 funny he grew up kind of listening to steve and then they they developed a relationship after um that's tight he started playing with us but yeah it's uh yeah we just i i i can't be happier because um white bat was cut short you know like a lot of other people's records and and the plans and everything that we had and all of that kind of just went by the wayside, but it, it doesn't mean it's over and it doesn't mean there isn't life still left in that record, even though we do, you know, we are working on new material. Um, I still think that, uh, you know, the optimism obviously is very important. And like, like we were saying, Ryan, I think that like maybe bands are going to pick, you know, fans are going to pick up where we left off when things can come back and, and really start digging back into older material and, and, and understanding bands a little more. Maybe the people won't be so oversaturated with music that they can really dive into certain bands and the bands that are, that are active and, and really get, uh, a feel for their their entire body of work and i don't know i think it might change the way people interact with with music as well i wholeheartedly wholeheartedly agree i think people are going to buy more merch i think people are just going to have a level of gratitude uh because they know what it's like to have this shit taken away i think people Mm -hmm. are just Mm -hmm. i think people are just chomping at the bit to get into a fucking venue and yeah i agree with that for sure i mean i I, every day kids kids hit me up on instagram or twitter and are just like you know like uh you got any plans for shows and it's like i not that i can uh you know i'm like these two that we've announced those are the ones that we have planned but there's no you know no talks of tour yet but i see it in the future I, i wonder what josh and i have talked about this a little bit but like i wonder what it's gonna be like you know, because we, dude, what? All politics aside, like all, all whatever aside, like we won't play a show unless everyone unanimous. It won't. Th- this won't be a democratic vote. I'm in. I, I guarantee you, it'll. 
it'll be all four of us have to unanimously feel like it's the right time and safe before we get back on stage. And when that time comes, dude, I, I wonder when we walk out on stage, we'll probably open with Hero or Drown or some shit. We just walk out, lights go down, kids start screaming and shit, kids, fans start screaming shit. Like Adults start screaming. Yeah, there's not a lot of kids I, at our shows. I wonder what that's going to feel. I, that, like, I bet that'll be, like, a pretty emotionally charged moment. I know it will oh, be. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know it'll, it'll be, be emotional. emotional. Like, I'm not going to sing. I'm just going to suck all of your guys' dicks. I'm not going to be able to sing. <laughs> While we all cry, you'll be sucking our dicks, just, <laughs> just drenched in tears. Keep playing. Keep playing. It's fine. The kids will sing. I love you, man. <laughs> I don't have to sing it. I don't think we'll cry. I think all of us will just be knowing us. We'll just be making that face you're making right now, Adam. Uh, we'll just be making Adam's face right now. Just all smiles. We're just going to be running around in fucking circles, and we're just going to be smiling. I'll fucking gonna cry, be, dude. I am we're I'm just gonna so be smiling. Oh, I'm going to fucking cry. I'll be, on, I walk, I'll be crying on side stage. I'll have to walk out for the tissue. <laughs> I'm, I'm so emotional. I, I, I get, I fucking, every year that goes by, I find myself, I get choked up really fucking easy. Like anything with like people you helping other people, I get, I, get, I get fucking choked up. You ever seen Marley uh, and me, man? That'll get but you. But in context of story of the year, we'll just be laughing hysterically and smiling like fucking huge idiots. We'll be the happiest people to ever, that you'll ever see. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm ready for that for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> 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 I, will not, I will not see you. <laughs> We're going to play with a drum machine. <laughs> a Casio drum machine. Like old school, yeah, yeah. Not tracks. Before we wrap, though, we do have to, we should make a fucking public promise that on our new record and when shit's like back in full swing, like we have to do some shows. Like we, we have to, dude. Well, together, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're our down. Pain. I mean, all, all you yeah. have to do is say the word. I, there's no, there's no. We don't have to make a promise on our end. I'll tell you right now. Sign the paper. Send it over. Fax it over. I'm it's only coming via fax. Not a goddamn via single fax. email. It's coming via fax. As, as, no, I don't email. As, I don't email. I the last time they played St. Louis, uh, we. I, I'm sorry for maybe ruining all your livers and of all the band members in your band. Uh, yeah, we, we partied real hard that night. I, we you know, really I took, did. Took them out for a night on the town. And, yeah. uh we, it was uh, we, beautiful. We definitely made some promises to each other that we were going to fucking play some shows together, but then the world we certainly ended. So. Did. We certainly did. And I and we would be uh, remiss if we if we didn't take that opportunity to... to I only uh, send messages by Falcon, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Have your Falcon fuck my Falcon, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we know the deal is sealed. We need to do... I don't know if this would work for... There's two... Uh, just a myriad, myriad of reasons, but... Uh, even if it's just one show or some kind of festival we put together or just something or maybe small run, but imagine us, Atreyu, the used, and he is legend, you know, because all those, the first three bands are the same manager. Everything would explode. Hey, you think, you think we'll open? We can, yeah. we can <laughs> open. <laughs> we can, yeah. Dude, sick build open though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Hey, we'll open everywhere but St. Louis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you guys headline St. Louis. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, dude, that would be that would be really great. I think uh, I think people are gonna just lose their shit for it. I'm 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 ready to tour with everybody. I mean, like, yeah. you know, and I'm I'm with you, man. Get in the car at, at dusk or whatever, and and uh, just cruise around. 
put on a put on Coheed and Cambria, put on the used. Um, I'm trying to think. He he is legend. You can put on a little story of the year. You can you can listen to the Circus Survive is one that always gets me going. Especially when the sun's going down. Put on that first Circus Survive record. That Anthony Green. It'll change your whole day. He's a beautiful man. It'll change your whole week. Yeah. It'll change your whole week. I get in my car and just drive at that time and listen to music. Just if for no other reason, just just to fucking feel and to get inspired. I don't blame you, dude. I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> put, on, put on reinventing steel and drive your goddamn car into the side rail and on the bridge. <laughs> Scrape that shit until sparks fly. <laughs> when, they do, when he does that big ass bass slide, then with <laughs> you just gotta hit the guardrail. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you you are the sliding. Yeah, that's how I drive. <laughs> on the guardrail, the whole oh. <laughs> just a different soundtrack like uh, heavy metal songs. Yeah, I like to make sparks fly. Yeah. <laughs> just like during the good part, I, I'm my sunroof. I stick my, my horns up to the sunroof. But, <laughs> my wife did that today. My wife hit somebody's car today. And didn't even fucking know it. Wow. A cop came to my house and was like, "She did a hit and run." She she did a fucking full hit and run today. <laughs> And she didn't know she hit somebody. Did the metal horns though? Did she have the metal horns out of the sunroof? Yeah, when the whammy bar dump came and then the squeal happened, she she couldn't even feel it, dude. I went outside, there was a fucking cop in my front yard. I was like, hey. And he told me what happened. I was like, part of that really sounds like my wife for sure. Pulls out of here. She's like, sorry, I'm listening to Pantera. (laughs) It's cool. It's totally cool. I didn't feel that crunching. There's the guitar so yeah. heavy, I couldn't tell. <laughs> she full on hit a car today. You ever didn't heard know War it. Nerve, man? You ever heard War <laughs> Nerve? Check this out. <laughs> Wait until you get this breakdown, man. <laughs> you would have hit the car too, man. you wouldn't have hit that car. <laughs> uh, I backed right the fuck into that girl. <laughs> yeah, I did it. And I drove away. Uh, <laughs> how could you not? <laughs> Officer, how could you not? Uh, how could you not? How could you not? You ever heard uh, war, war Nerve? All oh, the money in the fucking world. That, 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 Yep. You know she backed right into that. Uh, yeah, on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. She, on purpose. Uh, speaking of uh, on purpose and speaking of like the most like hellish shit on earth, we didn't talk about this last week. Right now, to me, I've become a super fan, and the most punk rock motherfucker on earth right now is Lil Nas X. Oh, yeah, that, because of the Montiejo. Have you seen the video? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Satan the Satan thing? Yeah. Oh, the the, the fuck, I haven't actually seen people, it. But people I, I, were I saying he, he kind of ripped off this uh, FKA Twigs video because she kind of does this, this uh, similar thing. But, yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, fuck anybody who gets upset about artistic, like, creativity and what, you know. Yeah. Anybody that uh, – I was saying this the other night, like – People who just fucking chime in on shit that like they have no business talking about is one of my biggest pet peeves. Is like, you, like, I don't know, like who who gives a shit about this guy's artistic creative endeavor and like if, if it upsets you, then just fucking change the channel. Yeah, just shut up. 
That's why I love What the fuck Twitter, are you guys you know? talking about? Okay, no, so Lil Nas X made me turn. He turned me gay, man. What the fuck are you yeah, bitches so babbling Lil about? Lil Nas X, the rapper who did he did that um, Old Town Road rapper. Yeah, he did that song with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, and it became like the biggest song in the world. And sure, it sure, really, yeah. really, really blew up with little kids because it was so singable. And, like, he would play, like, yeah, elementary yeah. schools and I shit. Think, I don't think you need to explain Old Town Road to anybody. Yeah, I, I, I think got, everybody I knows it. this I got, one. But I'm I saying, the, that, the, but... the point is, like, because it... <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I know what you're saying. I know because saying. it got so big with little kids and all this kind of shit, like, when he came out as gay, the whole, like, the conservative right was, like, the conservative Christian right, like, just lost their shit. And, and he wrote this uh, song, essentially... As a direct response, because I, I forgot what it was specifically, we were talking about how, you know, you're going to hell if you're gay, and he's like, you know, coming out as gay, he's sending all these fucking children to hell who are going to turn gay because he's gay, and like all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, in They're coming response, for my kids. Yeah. That's how that works. Made, for his new song, made a video where he, he rides a stripper pole down to hell and gives Satan a lap dance. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> It's fucking amazing, oh, and everyone wow. lost their yeah. shit. Well, it's the same. It's the wow. same people who just now figured out what Rage Against the Machine was all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking idiots. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but there's people that aren't paying a fucking attention. You know, and it yeah. makes me yeah. fucking mad. Hey, keep politics out of your music, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Hey, 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 now, hey, I, he's your president now. You better, you better calm down. Hey. <laughs> You gotta respect him no matter what. I'm not here to hear your political views. <laughs> We're called Rage Against the Machine, dude. There's people that want to say too. It's like stick to music, buddy. It's like cool man. Talking about the dishwasher at my house. Yeah. Why don't you make your profile in private and then we can talk? Right. <laughs> Um, yeah. I just I I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm fucking mad now. <laughs> now I'm fucking mad. I gotta go I'm to bed. Sorry. This is Good bullshit. spot to wrap it up. I'm kidding. But it's, you know what? Fuck yeah. you guys and fuck this podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on, assholes. Through <laughs> <laughs> my whole fucking week. No, but I uh, let's end on that. Uh, that let me just remind you. You agreed to play shows with my band, so uh, dude, I'm gonna. That's a verbal contract. That is a verbal contract. Oh, a verbal contract. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 And you, dude. You guys are fucking. I meant what I said earlier. You guys, I meant what I said earlier. <laughs> you guys were on those shows because you're fucking rad and you deserve it. And you guys are Thank fucking you, man, talented and awesome. And you're one of my favorite front men to watch, dude. Oh, like, shucks. Oh, you just got you got that thing, dude. You got it. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? I am jealous of your hair and your beard and your face and I'm your body and your voice. Guys, guys, back me up. Like, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm right, yeah. right? Yeah. You guys can be, like, some of the nicest guys ever. And I, 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 I'm really bad. I'm really, I'm hard to take compliments. I, I, I can't say thank you enough. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to have been on this show with you guys and talk to you guys again. And hopefully we get to do this in the near future. Yes. We'll yeah. do it we in will. person, hopefully soon. We in person will. podcast. We'll kiss each other's asses in person soon. Directly. <laughs> on the butthole we'll do it we'll we'll write and record a song together and we'll release it on a seven inch you'll cover one of our songs and i'll cover one of yours and then hold we'll on first of all dan showed me some of your new shit and i can't cover anything <laughs> your new we were listening to the white bat because josh hadn't heard it i was like dude listen to this shit i can't play any of that stuff jesse doesn't even drink coffee Dude, he, his, his blood he's is coffee. ridiculous. The yeah, Jesse's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, Jesse's a madman. He's he's amazing, man. He's one of my favorite drummers to watch, and I get to do that. We're know. gonna do like a slow jazz version. <laughs> 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 
But no, I'm stoked. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's rock some gigs, fellas. Fuck yeah. Let's sell some tapes. <laughs> let's move some fucking tapes. We're gonna move some tapes. Rock some gigs. Oh, All right, great. let's wrap this shit up. Uh, Skyler, if people want to find your band and you on social media, where do they go? Um, my social media is on Twitter and Instagram only, and that's at Crucial Dude, and he is legend is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I think they're all at he is legend NC. That's for North Carolina. Come on and raise up. North Carolina. For North Carolina. Um, yeah, that's uh that's where you can find us, and um, I think he is legend NC dot com as well. Yeah, keep an eye out for. Future endeavors. Dope. Fuck I'm yeah. gonna start following you right now. You're crucial, dude. <laughs> yeah. Where you been? That's fucking great. Yeah, man. I'm not good at social. Me- I'm the worst at social media at all time. Been crucial, dude, for quite a while. Yes, you have, because I do follow you. I'm not the social media fucking dude. I don't know anything. That's uh, fine. You don't have I'm to call to- me that either. I'm doing it right <laughs> now. I am crucial, dude. Everyone else, though. <laughs> hey, Skyler, I have your phone number. I'm. I'm gonna give your phone number out to the people too. Is that cool? Okay, cool. It's on the screen right now. Everybody get a screen grab. Oh, you guys they missed it? it. Listeners, it okay. I'm holding it up on a piece of paper. <laughs> All right, fuck yeah. Too bad, guys. See ya. <laughs> Good to talk to y'all, man. You too, yes, man. You too. You too. Um, for all you listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash story of the year and you could support it there. And everything else that we're doing in the future. Cause honestly, yeah, yeah, we started the shit when we started the podcast, but Patreon will be a part of everything we do in the future, whether we're on a label or we release it ourselves out of a fucking trunk. Patreon will always be a part of it. Cassette tapes. Yeah. We sell those tapes out of the trunk. Um, Patreon.com slash story of the year is a bunch of sweet shit. There are discord servers. It's fucking tight. Uh, you hey, can, Josh, Josh is on there right now. Hey, we also currently uh, have just opened a PO box. That's right. <laughs> we want presents, yeah, we're, <laughs> and we're trying to be millionaires also. So you can uh, you can find, hey, find the link. Presents, cash, checks, money orders, uh, dildos, <laughs> dildos, uh, whatever stupid shit you want to send us. Oh, what is it? It's a PO box five nine nine. St. Anne, Missouri six three zero seven four. PO box five nine nine. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't have did six 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 or anything. That's cool. I, I, I'm not. I don't work for you the postal service. You, you don't work there. <laughs> no. That's just PO box five nine nine Saint Anne Missouri six three zero seven four. Send us something. We we just want one present. If we get one, it's all worth it. It's gonna be a fucking anthrax <laughs> envelope, and we're all gonna die. Uh, That's fine. I'm the only one that I have a key. So if I if anybody gets anthrax, it's me. <laughs> so it's cool. If you send us an anthrax CD, I'm going to be psyched. All right. If you want us to get a new drummer, send a disease to P.O. Box. Uh, a disease. 599. Disease. What do you have any diseases? The pepperoni. Sorry. we That that was a good reason to cut him off on the... Uh, obviously, Patreon, yes, it's important, but yeah, P.O. Box but, yeah, is but more important. P.O. Box is more important right now. All right. presents. And uh, Josh... Um, where can where can they find you on social media if they want you to help you like send you like, a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook to help you like um, maybe like combat whatever diseases are coming to you in the PO box? Uh, Josh underscore Wills two nine two nine. He up in two nine. I'm at Dan Marcella. I wish I had Crucial Dude, but it was already taken. <laughs> hey, dude, dude, Crucial Dude, dude Crucial Duder, <laughs> Crucial Dude underscore one. That's me. <laughs> Oh, I'm changing mine to Crucial Duder. Uh, Crucial Duder. At Ryan Phillips. <laughs> My shit's all uh, at Adam the Skull. Everything for the band is, of course, at Story of the Year. And Josh, I hope you have a good night. 
Hey, man, as always, everyone fucking suck one! <laughs> Can't we go on?